name's Robbie. With me is Mitch. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. And Sophie. Hello, yeah, I'm here. Robbie's Modern Life, with you till 1pm. Pleasure to have your company on the airwaves, DAB, back on the podcast. We welcome you, and we hope you're having a good one. Welcome to the show. How were your weekends, guys? I mean, it's been quite a time over the last couple of weeks, has it not? Mm. Oh, yeah, it's been pretty hard, hasn't it? Um... Yeah, just, I don't know, a lot of friends, uh, you know, going out and partying, I think everything just starting up again. I mean, it has been for a while, but uh, I feel like everyone's just getting sick with the bad weather, maybe. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but. I don't know. Like, they're saying, like, it's, like, cold and, like, flu, but, like, everyone, like, so many people are getting COVID again. It's, like, <sighs> so scary. Yeah, it is. People are, like, getting, you know, COVID and, I don't know, there's just so many different illnesses going around. But you know what? Yeah. I think the screwed up thing... Mm. Is that, I don't know if you saw this, experts are thinking now that the whole longer COVID thing is like a lot more insidious than we originally thought. Right. Really? I've been hearing talk about this thing called beyond long COVID, not to be confused with lung COVID, of course, but oh, it's basically, right. they don't even know like the full scope of symptoms and effects of the virus, like years on from the, the initial infection. And I myself have definitely been feeling like I've been suffering a bit from beyond long COVID. Yeah, I've heard right. a little bit about this. Like what... What are you experiencing that you think is beyond long COVID? Um, just stuff like I've I've chalked it up to like just getting a bit older or more intense like work weeks. But I'm realizing now that actually I do have beyond long COVID symptoms. So I've been becoming increasingly more aggressive to my family and peers lately. Right. I'm just like shutting them down sometimes when they talk and like really losing it at them over like small minor things. Do you guys know what I mean? Have you had anything similar recently? Yeah, mm. yes, yes, definitely. Um, I've been getting some crazy beyond long-term uh, symptoms. Last week I was doing a pretty un- routine uni test and I, I was, of course, like expecting to pass. Right. And I just failed completely. Really? Yeah. Like normally I really don't need to study hard. Um, I'll at least pass, you know, from like my general knowledge. Yeah. But I don't know. On this test I just failed and I honestly wasn't even close to passing like i've definitely been losing not necessarily my intelligence Mm. but definitely the ability to like convey my learning in an exam or assessment environment 
Interesting. What about you think that's if, like the you think that's like the beyond long COVID? Yeah, definitely. Because like usually I don't have to study at all. Like I can usually pass just on my general knowledge. But like I don't know. This was like a freak. Like and and I've kind of been noticing a little bit of that in these like kind of beyond long COVID terms. Mm, yeah. Okay. Have, uh, have you had anything? Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is going to sound kind of strange, but um, I've been definitely picking up some pretty concerning behaviours too. Like just this morning. Um, even mm. honestly, just this morning I made breakfast and like a pretty big mess with it. Like just food left all over the bench, you know, I'd cracked eggs I'd just dropped them on the floor, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I left my half eaten toast just sitting on the couch. Um, no plate or anything. I don't know why. And yeah, I don't know. I just didn't seem to care at all. I just figured like mm. going through my head was just like my partner's going to clean this up later when she gets up, mm. um, in the morning, you know, I'm just going to head out. Like, I don't even clean that much in general, but I'm not usually, like, leaving stuff around like that unless I'm in, you know, maybe a big hurry or something. But I really wasn't this morning. I just kind of, yeah, I don't know, left my toast and eggs all over the floor, basically. Mm. Uh, I didn't flush the toilet either. Right. Like, uh, I was aware that I was doing all of this, but it just didn't seem to bother me at all. Mm. I don't know. Have you guys had anything? Is that, like, what you're experiencing? Or a little not? bit, but you, I don't think you've, you haven't had COVID yet, have you, Mitch? Not, no, not COVID per se. I don't know if it's, like, a... Yeah, I seem to be just kind of immune to the whole thing. I'm just mm. kind of lucky. Right. It's the reunion no one expected. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard have put aside their differences and teamed up, despite recent events, to shoot a new Yamaha bike commercial. The ex-couple can be seen mounted atop a brand new Yamaha bike together, with the camera panning around the bike to show them from all angles. Punters and online commentators are surprisingly behind the move, praising the celebrity ex-couple's ability to move past difficult circumstances and let bygones be bygones. Others, though, think it's a disgrace. But, most importantly, what do you think? Plus, Five Dock has got a brand new bag. Mm -hmm. Sydney's favourite waterside suburb, Five Dock, is set for a unique makeover. The name itself is going to be restyled to Five Dock as of next week. Hmm. You're probably wondering what I mean. (laughs) What do you mean? The numeral five will replace the spelled out word five, F-I-V-E, of course. Uh, From August 15th, it's going to go with Sydney's City of the Future branding that has been rolled out recently. Very cool. Okay. Mm, Interesting. Trendy and futuristic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And is, is it a good time you're looking for? Well, you're in luck. Fight Bar has finally opened its doors in King's Cross over the weekend. So the inaugural evening was home to five big brawls, huge biffs, one of which will be pivoting from a Mrs. Claus wet t-shirt contest for their Christmas in July festivities. So it's fucking epic stuff, to be honest. (laughs) Totally. I heard about this one, Fight Bar in King's Cross. Yeah. Very cool. I don't even know what it's over. (laughs) We're going to be touching base with uh, Tourism City Life and uh, culture correspondent Larry Ferry very shortly to learn more about that one. And it's a a once-in-a-lifetime stellar event that's going to be occurring tonight. Scientists have warned that a row of satellites will incidentally make the outline of the dark side of the moon cover art at 3.07 a.m. AEST tonight. What the hell? I know, very cool. Floyd fans are equal parts spooked and inspired by the event and can't wait to see the array of satellites cross paths to coincidentally recreate 
the iconic album cover. Several artist impressions have shown how similar the satellite formation should look, and we think it's pretty uncanny. You might have seen it online. We'll be discussing the rotation schedules of the satellites very shortly to detail how this has come to pass. Mm, yeah. I'd be getting my tinfoil hat out for that one, I think. <laughs> I don't know if I just trust these scientists. Breathe in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And hey, would you want to have your insides televised to the world? Well, you might have to soon. So public access televised surgeries are now mandatory in New South Wales under the new Your Right to View legislation. Mm. Any and all surgeries no longer have the privilege of privacy under concerns for the welfare of patients behind closed doors. Mm, concerning stuff. All surgeries will be uploaded to the official Health NSW YouTube channel for free viewing by all YouTube users. We are pretty excited to uh, broadcast the first live televised public brain surgery and squirm as we watch the brains jiggle. Yuck. <laughs> all that and more coming up on RML. Too. I know this road pretty well. Effort. I'll, I'll just quickly cross before the light goes green. No harm in it. Okay, here goes nothing. Oh, oh, oh. Pedestrian crossing lights are there for a reason. The algorithms behind them have been refined over many years and are put in place for your safety. Think you know best? Think again. Don't risk it on a red. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. No cars to my left. And to my right. Nothing there that I can see. Coast seems to be clear. Let me just check one more time. Left? Still nothing. And right? I seem to be in the clear here. We've all been there. A veritable chicken waiting to cross the road. If only it were that poetic, though. Jaywalking kills upwards of 50,000 Australians every single year, worldwide. And the Australian government has decided to do something about it. Yep, that's right, Sophie. As you just heard, they've started a new campaign to curb jaywalking, the phenomenon of crossing the street in flagrant abandon of the red signal. They've opted for a three-tiered approach to this particular messaging that I think is pretty interesting. Phase one is focusing on the jaywalkers' direct harm to themselves and others. But it's not the only approach the government is taking to dissuade would-be criminals, is it, Mitch? No, Rob. They're also targeting the empathy of these would-be jaywalkers with a PSA angle that delves into how the act of jaywalking can influence and inspire those around them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, reckon we should just cross here? Light's red, but there ain't no cars anywhere, eh? 
we're young as well. Should be able to gap it across quickly. No troubles at all. <laughs> Effort. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> Last one over is a rotten banana skin pill. Hmm. It will certainly save me a lot of time crossing the road now. Those boys managed to do it. Maybe I can too. Here goes nothing. You might be fit and able-bodied, but not everyone is. When you decide to break the law, you're inspiring others to do the same. Others that are geriatric and not as quick. Do a crime. Attempt to inspire. You're going to jail, mate. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Right, okay, so that's the government's so-called empathy slash inspirational angle. What do we think about this one, Sophie? I don't know. I like how that's kind of a creative point of view um, angle, I, I guess. You know, I never think about other people when I do stuff like jay- jaywalk or like do the wrong thing. You know, I'm always, I guess, thinking about myself. So yeah. it's definitely interesting. I opened my mind to some different opinions and point of views. Interesting. Do you think yeah. it would inspire you to not jaywalk, Mitch? Um, yeah, I guess maybe I'd think about it more uh, when I'm about to jaywalk, you know. It's not usually like a premeditated thing, I mm. think. I don't think about it that much. I just kind of do it. But, yeah, I don't think about how it could affect other people around me when I, yeah. when or I jaywalk. In, or inspire people like yeah. to, to do the same as me. I would never think that someone would want to copy me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see that brave soul walk across the road. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, yeah it's true, policy. isn't it? I did, did you notice that gun sound effect in there? I thought that was yes. a weird inclusion. I mean, I definitely noticed so it, but I'm not that sure was how a relevant. Gun? I, it eating? sounded like a gun reload yeah. sound effect to me, but I'm not sure the relevance of that. But I, generally mm. speaking, I do agree with what you're saying. There's something to be said for the angle they're going for here and how it might affect uh, would-be criminals or jaywalkers. Mm. Um, mm. Also, I did notice... At the end there, did you? That was Bowie's Heroes, oh, was it not? I that was the it instrumental like to that. that. Did you think Toe too? Yes. Do you think it's actually like? Do you think they actually got the like license to <laughs> play wild. Bowie's? I don't know, but David it's Bowie? definitely weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I notice it, but like, do I like it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're like investing a lot in this campaign, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking right now about the new anti-jaywalking campaign put out by the Australian government. They've also got a third phase for this, which I believe is what they're describing, the representational angle. Mind the gap between the train and the platform. This is Westminster. The next station is Embankment. This is a Circle Line train via Tower Hill and Liverpool Street. Oh fuck, it's so busy. Looks pretty similar to Sydney though. I guess it probably couldn't hurt to just run across the road. I'm never going to get a chance to cross here. Yeah, okay. Do you? 
When you're abroad, remember you are representing Australia. Don't act like a knobhead. Look both ways before you cross and use the allocated pedestrian crossings. Don't embarrass Australia on the global stage. Don't risk it when it's red. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Okay, so that's the representational angle, I guess, targeting Aussies abroad, mm. yeah. making sure they don't sort of disgrace the country's status. Mm, it sounded like that, yeah. I, that Once again, like an interesting creative angle that I probably would never have considered, but it's true, right? Like, it's super important to remember that Aussies are, like, super recognisable around the world. Like, we stick out like a sore thumb. If you guys have been overseas and people just know you're Aussie oh, straight yeah. away. They love it. They love it, yeah. honestly. They're like, good day, mate. Yeah, you know. good day, mate. Good day, mate. <laughs> you know. uh, so, yeah, like, I Monday. guess it's important. Mm. <laughs> <You can> <laughs> <laughs> Go another shrimp on the bar, bay. <laughs> you can always tell an Aussie as well with, like, how carefree they are about walking so across true, the road yeah. as well. So. Yeah, we really do stick out like a sore thumb. I uh, wouldn't want to embarrass ourselves or our fellow countrymen. But, hey, what do you think? It cuts deep getting called out like that, hey. Yeah. Mm, yeah. What do you think? Is this a good campaign? Let us know on the text line, 0409 945 945. You're on RML. South Horizon by David Bowie from the uh, Buddha of Suburbia album, RML right now, FBI Radio. Such a pleasure to have your company. My name is Robbie. With me in the studio right now is Mitchell. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. And Sophie as well. Hey. Tourism, city culture, life. Sydney is brimming with all three, but sometimes it can be a little bit hard to find the exact thing you're after to do. That's why we have with us every week the man that knows a thing or two about these matters, Larry Ferry, tourism, city culture and life correspondent. Mate, g'day. G'day, guys. How are you going? <laughs> Larry Ferry, where have you been this weekend, mate? Splendour in the mud, I take it. In the mud, you are bang on. Yes. <laughs> Casually, it's usually called Splendour in the Grass, but a bit of a different scene this year. Uh, yeah, Australia's premier music festival. That's where I've been. That's awesome. How was it, mate? Absolutely. It's, I tell you what, though, it's gone against all odds over the weekend. This has not been the usual run of this festival. Oh, yeah? This oh, festival, absolutely... Has been cancelled three years in a row due to COVID. Oh, oh returned funny. with a bang this year, bringing much-loved international artists back to the Australian stage. Wow! However, ancient punters travelling from all around the country were faced with torrential rain on Thursday and Friday, leaving flooded campgrounds and cancelled stages. 
in their wake. Yeah, I heard about this one. Doozy. Absolute yes. doozy, oh. mate. Sounds like it, yeah. So there was a bit Absolutely. of flooding there in the Northern Rivers region. Must have uh, caused things to not go to plan exactly, huh? Absolutely, Robbie. After a tumultuous year of rain and flooding, uh, Mother Earth was at her limit by the time the rain started at Splendour in the Grass. So it very quickly turned from Splendour in the Grass to Splendour in the Mud. These poor <laughs> oh hunters God. braved a whole foot of the stuff, flooded their tents, copped scary winds, but all in an effort to catch acts like the Strokes, the Jungle Giants, DJ Goodlife, all the way from Bristol, Tyler the Creator, Kate Bush, of all people, Jack Harlow, and many more of their favourite artists. Oh, I'm here stuck sad. in my, uh, my, my trailer as the traffic is absolutely screaming yes. at a halt. <laughs> if anyone else out there in this country was at Splendour in the Mud over the weekend, I would love to hear what you've got to say. If you could text in on 0409-945-945, we would love to hear what you've got to say. Now, Larry, a little closer to home, what else is happening? There's quite an exciting one happening right here in the heart of Sydney. Tap on, tap off. Tapacaba Musical, a combo of cabaret and musical, is taking Sydney by storm. Uh, A lot of Capital Theatre, or Chinatown, L2 and L3, L1 for Capital Theatre, stations, show of a lifetime. Your Opal card with $80 of credit or more, you can go in the running to win $10 off your ticket to tap on, tap off at the Capitol Theatre. And get this, some pretty exciting stuff. As Drake would say, turn the O2 into a O3. The Capitol Theatre is becoming the Capitol Theatre. Get get that, the Capitol Theatre for the duration of this. That is just Awesome. It is tap awesome, is. isn't it? Cool. Tap on, tap it's off. Wild. The new Absolutely. Tap Cabba musical. That one's happening at the Tapital Theatre very, very shortly, replacing Moulin Rouge. Sounds fantastic, Larry. Very excited for that one. Very excited. Okay, um, Larry, do you mind telling us a little bit about this one? Um, Fight Bar in King's Cross. It's just opened, is that right? That's absolutely right, Mitch. This one's been a long time coming, and now Fight Bar has finally opened in King's Cross. And what a fantastic spectacle it is. There are five huge brawls, one of which started as an argument during a Mrs. Claus wet T-shirt competition. It's the wildest night that you will ever see in Sydney, and I've been to it, and I've seen it firsthand, and I've got to say, it is something. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, There were rumours rumours about big Aussie celebrities having been there. Did you see any when you were there there over the weekend? Well, I can't say much more on that (laughs) until a certain court case has been concluded, uh, Robbie, Uh, but... Hopefully next uh, next week I'll be able to say a bit more on the matter. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Larry Ferry, tourism, city culture and life correspondent. Thanks so much for your tidings and uh, all the best getting out of the sticky mud at Splendy there. Hey, 
Thank you very much. I'm very keen for a bit of a shower and a bath, maybe. But thanks so much for having me on. It's always great to talk to you guys. This is for you, you, my number one. This is for you, you, my number one. My number one. Superstar, Usher. RML right now, FBI Radio. What a pleasure it is to have your company today. My name is Robbie Armfield. With me in the studio is Sophie Gordon. Hey. And Mitchell JC. Uh, hey. Yeah. Um, so. We hope that you're loving our company, and we've got a special <laughs> little friend. No! Dog, no. stop! No, 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 no. Bad dog. No, no, actually, Mitch, we aren't doing no's. What? No, Bad no. dog. No. What do you, what do no, you no, mean? No, 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 sorry. Do you mean? I don't know. No, 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 I know, but I've got a pretty exhaustive list here of the do's and don'ts that my friend gave me while we take care of Maggie here. So, I'm sorry about this, everyone, but... Uh, oh, God. What do you mean? What, they, what, so they just, like, specifically don't want any no's, or... What are you talking about? Why yeah, well... We shut it up? Well, I, I know, I know, but while I'm minding Maggie over this week, there's a full eight-page list here of handling instructions that I've got to stick to. My friends Jared and Amy have seen several vet behaviourists over Maggie's issues. They've analysed her, different situations, advised on how to react to her behaviours... She's currently heavily medicated to handle the stress and anxiety she experiences. And they've provided a ton of management strategies for different scenarios that Maggie might find herself in. And they've really drilled into me that her handling needs to be cons- really consistent in order for all the behavioural responses to really be cemented. Okay, well, so is there anything in there to, like, stop the barking, calm her down? And she's, like, going crazy. Yeah, I know, sorry. Um, yes, actually, so... Under bark oh handling here. I know, I know, I know. Bark handling here. No jumping. Okay, here it goes. Bad dog. No, no, you, no, no. Sorry, Mitch, you can't say that. What does it say, Rob? If she, if dog, she enters up. a state of bark, Mitch, if she enters a state of barking frenzy, please do not tell her no or stop oh God, or bad you, dog. Okay. What are you meant to do hear that? that, Mitch? You must instead play one of her curated classical tracks that have been scientifically proven to provide relief to dogs in distress. Please put on the below track and loop it until ten minutes after barking appears to have subsided. Okay, well, well sure. the, I mean, it's not subsiding, but we should probably just give it a go anyway. Okay, it's oh not doing anything. It's useless. Just this, sh- Mitch. Okay, I won't. Let's just see. I won't. Good Maggie. Uh, I- Good Maggie. Are you allowed to say yes? Yeah, you can say yeah. You can say affirmative stuff. Maggie. Can I give her a treat or something? Is that good? Oh no. I just oh, stopped it. Oh, no. no, 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 no. Okay, it's okay. It's okay, Maggie. Listen to the music. Okay, okay. Good, Maggie. Good dog. Good dog. Alright. Okay. Okay, that seems to be abating the uh, the barking. Oh, 
Okay. It's okay. actually... See? <laughs> see? These behaviourists, they're expensive for a reason. They oh know what God. they're doing. Okay. Okay. Well, so while we've got the barking stopped for the time being, it seems like that worked. What else is on the list that we should know about? Because, Robbie, we've actually got a radio show to get on. I know. So... Um, okay. I look at this one. Mornings here. Yeah. You see that section? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll just read that. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay, so da 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 is our little treasure. A morning start as we awoken to her barking with excitement for the day. Uh, it is so cute how enthusiastic she is. Okay, right. She will usually start with some soft barking and almost whimpering at about 3.30, a.m. Uh, this can either mean she needs to go to the toilet or that she needs to play ball. So mm-hmm. usually about half an hour should suffice and then you can both go back to bed. Uh, if it's for the toilet, you will need to carry her outside to a spot quickly. So see the toileting section for more details on that. Oh. Uh, yada, yada, yada. This is exhaustive. Yeah, this is crazy. It's a long one. She begins barking at 5.30 a.m. Uh, this sounds awful, man. Okay, well, all right, let's just skip to medication here. Um, Maggie, being a miniature schnauzer, was genetically predisposed to severe anxiety and as such needs to be taking a medication daily to avoid outbursts and anxiety attacks. Morning, 50 milligram tablet of trazodone and 50 milligram of clonidine, red Ziploc bag. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, lunch, may need another... <laughs> May need another 50 milligram bump of trazodone if the morning has been particularly stressful. (laughs) E.g. garbage day with the truck's outside house or if a delivery comes to the door. Afternoon, 150 milligram fluxetine, 100 milligram of trazodone. (laughs) What the hell? This dog is jacked up. Night, 50 milligrams of Prozac. 100 milligrams of clonidine. This is a she's lot. She's tiny. I'm surprised she's still standing up. <laughs> I know. That's the tiniest smell yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. And what about aggression towards strangers and old friends? Yeah. She was, like, nipping me before. So what does it say about that? Um, we rescued Maggie at 10 years of age. Wow. Uh, and don't know her full history. <laughs> she is likely... <laughs> Uh, she has likely had trauma around meeting strangers in the past. Maggie tends toward aggression, both inside and outside her known zones. How- <laughs> House, backyard, street. And will generally attack humans that try to pass. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or who maintain eye contact. I wish I'd done this before. I know, same, actually. Scared. This is kind of new to me. I just got it this morning. Instruct visitors or anyone that wants to interact with her to approach her with their back to her and slightly leaning back while crouched an almost crab-like t- type stance with oh, hands yeah. on the ground <laughs> will put her more at ease. She might urinate out of fear if she has a full bladder, so make sure you have wipes handy and she's not on carpet. But this is far preferable to her experiencing levels of stress that cause her to attack. (laughs) Not just just for the person meeting her, but her heart rate will spike and she will not be able to calm down for hours. She is very, very fearful of old people. Oh, Oh no. Okay. Okay. All right, let's... Mitch, do you reckon you can sort out some of that clonidine? Yeah, okay, I'll get the Um, meds ready and... um, Okay, Look through I'll, some of these other management techniques. Maybe. Yeah. Um, All right. I'll just play a song and we'll okay. we'll, we'll get us settled here. Can good Maggie. Well this. done. RML FBI. Good good Maggie.
I've given her the meds. No, it's not. no Maggie. Okay, Maggie. To... Play the music again. Good Maggie. Good Maggie. Good girl. RML right now, FBI radio. Good Looking girl. after my mate's dog right now. Maggie has a lot of uh, issues. Mm. Pretty tracked up, to be honest. A lot of medication, so we're just going to make sure that this music settles her again. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Good girl. Good girl. Yes. So, Maggie's eyesight is another bit in this uh, eight-page tome here about how to look after Maggie. Mitch, do you reckon you can just let us yeah. know how to... Yeah, I'll have a look. Uh, oh, we had some stuff on Maggie's eyesight. Yes! Good girl! There we go. Yes! Um, okay, so in this document that they've provided, they've also got uh, a section on Maggie's eyesight, your friends mm-hmm. have put. Um, so yeah. Maggie is our endless little bundle of joy who just needs a little help. Our fur baby will undoubtedly collide with all manner of furniture and obstacles due to her eyesight. Mm. She has cataracts in both eyes, which are growing worse. That makes sense. She's a um, 10-year-old rescue, Maggie, uh, a little schnauzer, miniature schnauzer. Uh, please ensure that your house has foam padded, uh, foam padding over any protruding edges from furniture or walls and also that any narrow gaps between objects are sealed as Maggie is prone to getting wedged between small uh, gaps. Oh, so Maggie. <laughs> Maggie. Good Maggie, Jeez. sit down there. So, yes. how does she know where to go to the toilet? Then is that? Yeah, that's that's here as well. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, yep. the toilet. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, Maggie's bladder and bowel control aren't quite what they used to be. So you will need to pick her up and take her outside quickly to avoid her having an accident on the floor. Yeah. Oh my god. Be careful when doing this, as she does not like to be picked up and may snap without warning. Yeah. Seriously. Oh my god. Mostly she won't scary. though. But picking her up too abruptly can spike her heart rate, which is bad for her anxiety, so please proceed with caution. This dog, seriously. I know. (laughs) Park visits. Park visits. I know, I know. I'm just helping out my mate. Um, Park visits. Keep Maggie on a short leash and ensure that she is immediately taken far from any off-leash dogs. Park visits should be no longer than 15 minutes. Let her sniff the ground and do not force her to move on until she is done sniffing. and licking locations so that she can properly acclimatise to the area. Uh, All right. General unwanted behaviours. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. Uh, We are only utilising approaches to handling any unwanted behaviours that have been approved and recommended by the National Dog Trainers Federation. Uh, Yes. Yes. Good girl. This only includes distracting and redirecting and praising good behaviour. Okay, that's what we're doing. Okay. Strictly no use of negative terms, such as no under any circumstance. Right, you're slow on the uptake of that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move along. Feeding. Ensure Maggie is in a separate room and distracted while you put food in her bowl as she can exude severe resource-guarding behaviours. They are working on these, they say. And she may bite your hand during feeding time. Jesus Christ. Okay. So please vacate the room while she eats as she may provide no warning growl before <laughs> bolting across the room to charge you. Charge? Fuck. As her vision is quite poor, this can easily result in a concussion for Maggie. Jeez, and it seems like the amount of medication that she's on a concussion could probably be lethal to this tiny dog. She might not wake up from that. Um, So you may clean the bowl while she has a nap following her meal. Okay. And please only use the following vet-approved brands for her meals. My dog, pet-friendly, dog rumps, pure quote, blessed fur friends. Okay. Okay. Rob, she's been pretty oh. quiet. I think yeah, she I might be doing something wrong. I think she might oh. be doing a poo, actually. Oh, no, no, um, no. Just no. on the carpet. Or she's puked up or something, but she's she's also, like, licking it up. Oh, God, God, so God. So she stop oh, that. Go over there, maybe. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll um, go to a song. Uh, Maggie. Oh, shit. Yes, Maggie. 
Um, no. Oh, no, 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 I'll go don't say. Fuck okay, don't say no. Too. I know this road pretty well. Effort. I'll, I'll just quickly cross before the light goes green. No harm in it. Okay, here goes nothing. Oh, oh, oh. Pedestrian crossing lights are there for a reason. The algorithms behind them have been refined over many years and are put in place for your safety. Think you know best? Think again. Don't risk it on a red. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Got a text in about that campaign on 0409 945 945 from Dale. This government campaign is interesting and has a unique angle. We all know that one friend on a night out that will just run through traffic, drunk, high, free and unashamed. But I don't think this campaign will help those types. Maybe something like the SIG packets, where they have a large poster slash billboard pic of one of the 50k people that die from jaywalking in Australia worldwide each year at every intersection and road crossing would be better. Pics of people and even pets that have succumbed to road crossing fatalities could be more effective. It's worked for smoking, I think. Go well, team. I happen to agree. I think it's a bold approach, but I happen to agree. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, maybe, as he said, it's worked with smoking. Um, sometimes you need that really terrifying, stark reminder mm. of the actual dangers behind some of your actions. Uh, I'm not sure if I agree or disagree yet, but that is definitely an, a unique approach. Yeah, I mean, the stats say it all, like 50,000 deaths a year worldwide for Australians yeah. um, from jaywalking. Like, we need to do something. I don't know if maybe, like, more financial incentive, um, you know, just bigger fines on it. Mm. Um, yeah, just bigger and bigger fines, maybe taxing it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's a good idea. We need to tax it. Taxing works, yeah. Hey, coming up next week, Monday midday till 1 p.m. There's been an unusual incident in Moscow with the robot grabbing and then breaking the finger of a child during a chess tournament. While chess isn't typically considered a physically dangerous pastime, the incident at the Russian competition is proving the opposite. The child at the Moscow Open, when it took one of the boys pieces, the child reportedly reached for the board before the robot's move was over, causing the artificial assailant to pinch his finger for multiple seconds until a group of adults freed him from the bionic grasp. Spokesman for the Federation of Russian Chess has blamed the child, saying the child apparently violated safety rules. They remain the robot is entirely safe, but acknowledge the child's injury is, of course, bad. Mm. Mm. All that and more next week, Monday, midday till 1pm. Thank you so much, Mitchell JC. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. Thanks for running this whole thing. <laughs> thanks, Mitch. <laughs> thanks, Sophie Gordon. Thanks, no worries, man. My name is Robbie Armfield, and you can listen back to this show anywhere you get podcasts from. It's called Robbie's Modern Life. We hope you have a good one, and we hope you have a good week, and we appreciate your company. And stick around for the lunch program right here on 94.5 FM. This one is Chardonnay Sean by Kieran J. Callanan. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs>